0: Good morning. Today's Duff is Duff <coughs> Ayn Test. Today's shoes uh, for a full name of Yitzchak, Ben Miriam, and Chai Haika Abbas Boba Mishlam, and have a completed, complete and recovery. Okay, so we got up to, oh, about halfway down Ayn Test, and would yesterday 78B yesterday. Um, we're going to discuss the Nisini. The Mishnah said that both the Mamzer and a Nisini are also to marry into the Kahal, And the Isur applies forever. Now we're going to just discuss where the Nesilim, where we see this Isur, but in the Nesilim, so just a little bit of background in the times when Yeshua went in, was going into Eretz Israel to conquer the land one of the, I think it was the Philip pretended to be to have come from a from a journey from uh, the far east or somewhere so we are a, we're a far nation, we heard about the Jews and we want to join you. And they converted then and then they figured out that they had been uh, tricked. They were really one of the seven nations. So uh so, so we'll see a bit more about but basically Yahushua made them second-class citizens. Again, they weren't prepared to wipe them out because they didn't want people to say that Jews were oath-breakers. They made a shua of peace with these uh, people. But then they got the classification of Nesinim. Um, as we'll see, when David banned them, this is again a few hundred years after the conquest, um, in the times of uh, yeah, we'll, see, we'll see in the Gemara, but basically there was a Famine in David's time, and one of the reasons for the famine was these, uh the Givonim had, for all intents and purposes, been, as you'll see, been massacred by Shaul, and uh, they wanted revenge. And uh, when David realized what the revenge they wanted was, he realized they weren't appropriate to marry into the Jewish people, and therefore he uh, banned them. That's a very short synopsis of. Uh, of the suya so let's go into now. So Amar Abhana Bar Ara Nasinim David Gazar Alehem. Like, Regarding the Nasinim, David made a Xaira against their marrying into the Kahal. Sheneimar as the Possul says, the king called to the G and he said to them, but the Givenim were not to be part we're not part of Bene Israel. Are they and this is learnt out that they're not allowed to be part of Bina Israel. Now my time ago Zar why did David make this Zerah against the Nasinim? That they can't marry into them or they find him. So he says, David this is towards the end of David's life, Achar shana." There was a There was years of famines in the the time of David, three years, one after the other. So the first year, David said, maybe there are those who serve Avodah Zarah amongst you. As it's written, if you serve other gods and bow down to them, the heavens will stop up. There will be no rain. Oh, so maybe that must be one of the reasons why there is no rain. Rain is because they are people who are but they did they investigated and they found that there was no one serving of the so then in the second years they did research they said maybe it is because there are those who are doing Averas when we see the word Avera generically, generally not always but very often it is um, referring to uh, sexual Averas and so he says maybe that's the problem as it's written by the raindrops were withheld um, and there was no uh, rain because your face was like the brazen mist, the brazen forehead of a zona so we see that there was no rain connected to because you were like harlots so, both but they looked into it and they couldn't find it, that problem. They found there didn't seem to be an issue of uh, yes, promiscuity, etc., amongst Beneish So, shlishish in the third year. Okay, this is the third year of the famine. shema Maybe they're those who are, who have uh, promised to give tzedakah in public and they haven't given it. Oh, they made false promises to give tzedakah and they haven't. they see it's written. Nisim There will be clouds and wind but, but no rain. Ishmis halel b'masa sheker Those who uh, bring praise upon themselves through false uh, false gifts. So we see that promising tzedakah and not giving it publicly can be a cause for no rain. So they looked into it. but v'lomot so they didn't find that to be a problem. It's interesting you see I think just um, just before we go on an important Musa lesson you see David's taking he's taking the he's saying what when we see in the Torah they were so in touch with their service of Hashem they were aware that okay if there's no rain it must be because we're lacking in an area of a they did not say oh it's just a tough year hopefully the drought will be over the famine will be over next year no they realize okay wait we're in touch with Hashem we know that the Torah is full of promises if we serve Hashem we will get rain and our produce will grow well etc. And if we don't, Khaswah Shalom serve Hashem well and if we then we will. So how does David Research he takes it? He says, okay, so we know Avotazor is one of the primary causes that it won't rain in Eretz Israel. Um, and then he obviously bodku he spent a year, you know, I guess going around investigating, checking were people aware of the halophas of Avotazor the concept of what is or what was so evil about it. And we realized that wasn't the problem. He looked for the next uh, issue. But step by step, you see very uh, calculated and stuff. And I think it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but it's somewhere we should hopefully aim for in our lives is trying to be sensitive to when things are going well, to kind of look back and say, okay, what are we doing right? That Hashem is giving us this bracha. And when things are going a little bit difficult, or chas v'shalom, badly, and look back and say, okay, why well, am I not receiving this bracha? We do, must try uh, live a laugh that we're in tune with the uh, the way the the spiritual nature that's governing us, as well as and what's what's causing bracha and chas of the opposite. And um, again, not an easy thing to do because we live a laugh of nature. Oh so unfortunate that that happened. No, it's not unfortunate. You must try. If someone is very conscious and in touch with their connection to Hashem, they'll be like, Oh wait, I realize I. You know, what X happened, or you read, not not so long ago, but uh, sages within the last few hundred years saying, I, I could tell if I had a good davening. I mean, we've seen in the Gemara, but I'm saying even in the last few hundred years, guarantee if you have a good davening, you'll have a good day. Say, Kriya Ma'am and the Amida carefully, you'll have a good day and we're in touch with the uh, thing and I think that's an important thing to take out from David here ok but otherwise he's done three different research projects to try and find out what was B'nai Shal doing wrong why was there this famine so he said and he didn't manage so he says okay, it must be something I have to deal with immediately David sought out the face of Hashem why? what does it mean he sought out the face of Hashem? He said, "No." He consulted with the Urim and Thummim. How do we see the Pnei Hashem is referring to the, Urim and He Says Amr ibn "I see a Pnei Pnei." Ktiv ha'chav, have a case of David's Pnei Hashem. It's exactly Pnei Pnei. Here it's written that David sought out the face of Hashem. And it's written elsewhere, "V'shav La'ba Mishpat Urim lifnei He consulted the Mishpat Urim lifnei Hashem. The Urim and remember, was the coin's breastplate, which had a parchment of Hashem's name. Uh, I think 72 letter name in the correctly in the in the fold in the back and it used to line up and act as a form of prophecy so, so what was Hashem's answer so two things one is Al Sha'ul because of Sha'ul and for the bloodshed brought upon the house of Kivoinim so regarding Sha'ul that he wasn't eulogized appropriately the Al Hadomim Al um, and what's Baisa Domim? That was because Sha'ul killed the Giavoinim. So Morris offered, He remember the Giavoinim are these second class citizens in the time of Yahshua uh, uh, who tricked the Jews into converting them. Where do we find that Sha'ul killed the He Doesn't say that anyway, no, he says, No, because he wiped out Nov ira kohanim Again, that was when he was pursuing David and he accused uh, um, the city of Kohanim of, uh, what's it, when you, uh, when you stand against the government of the king? I, don't know, I can't remember the good word, but being traitors, um, helping David Amelech when he was a fugitive of the king. And so he wiped out the city of Kohanim. Oh, says, and they were the ones who used to support, provide the uh, givoinim with bread and water. The Torah views it as if he killed him. Phenomenal, phenomenal idea. Like he, Shaul killed the people who were providing for the givoinim. And therefore it's also as if he killed the Givonim. I guess some of them probably did die in starvation, etc. But that's the real consideration. Um, Then it says, "Oh, so Shaul, It's very interesting. This famine's come about almost claiming payment for not eulogizing Shaul properly, and for Shaul killing the Givonim. I mean, if he was that bad that we hold him accountable for the one, why are we looking to why are they being held accountable for not eulogizing him appropriately? There's no in. It's true that that that's fair. The Omar might see Hashem So he explains the possible Whenever Hashem is judging, all his deeds are laid out before him. If I understand this correctly, he's saying you're right at the same time that they're holding Sha'ul accountable for his deeds against the Givoinin. He's also looked at for his other good deeds and other aspects of his life which were deserving eulogy and were deserving praise. I and mean, this is, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but a very opt- optimistic outlook on life. Is that, you know, everyone stumbles, everyone makes mistakes. But we can't just, like, cross off a person's life and write them off as unworthy and reshoim and stuck just because of a few mistakes they made. And even if they were very severe mistakes, still have to give credit for what they did do. That is. Uh, Upright. Again, Sha'ul was, I mean, it's hard. From the Navi on the surface, it seems Sha'ul was um, not very good, quite a failure, but from other sources, it seems, in essence, he was still a good person. He just made a, f- a few major mistakes. But uh, something to think about. Okay, now, back to our question. So, David, Regarding giving Sha'ul a eulogy, well, it's already been way... It's Past 12 months, it's actually a few years, but it's past 12 months. So I sorry, and I can't eulogize them. However, the Nesimim, let me try a call them over and appease them. Let me try and make up to the Nesimim, the Kivonim, the so that they. Appease them so that the famine can pass. the king called the givoynim, etc. What can I do for you? And how can we atone? so that you will then, you the givoinim, will then turn and bless the inheritance of Hashem. So Givonim etc. He says, he says we want no money, we want we want no silver and gold. We have nothing with anyone of B'nai Yisrael, etc. What do they want? Let us have seven of Shaul's descendants, and we will hang them to Hashem." He he tried to appease them, and they weren't appeased. David tried to convince them and do everything he can to find another way to appease them. That didn't have to kill. Seven of Shaul's descendants, and he didn't manage. So, what did, what happened when he didn't manage? Amar David Hamelach said, "Shloishu Simanim Yeshu Umazul." There are three Simonim in this nation: Harachmanim, Vabayishon, Vagaim Lechassodim. They are merciful. They are bashful, and they are Gaim Lechassodim. They do kindness. Rachmanim do Seif. Where do we see that they are merciful? V'nosan Lachorachamim V'achamechov Yirbecho. That I will give you mercy. And your mercy will increase. And that will increase you. Baishonim, where do we find that they are bashful? I don't know if bashful is the, the best translation, but um, I can't think of, any of another one. This is written, Bavur That your yirah will be on your face. Yirah and Shonim come together. All of Hashem and bashfulness are a pair. This is by Avram Hashem said, I've chosen you, etc. And while the man said, it's one of us, your house and your descendants after you. La, so, mishpat, etc. To do tzadoka kindness and mishpat. So that's uh, that's where we see that these are attributes of B'nai Israel. Um, Interestingly enough, they ta the many droshes on this and why these midos and what's so special about them. But the one is uh, as one idea is they tie each of these to one of the avos. Avram we know as Chesed. Avram represented it He stood for Chesed. Many many stories in, in the Chumash and Midrashim about how great Avram's Chesed was. Yitzhak was Yirah. Din Pachad. Pachad you often hear about Pachad Yitzhak. That's the uh, that's his uh, nature. That awe and reverence and Yirah, as we said, is the flips out, It's a it's a, a partner with uh, with Bhish being Shanim and Yaakov was uh Torah. Well here we're saying rachmonim so I have to think how that works. Um, I don't know if it's that but interesting. We do say uh, we in the Gemara always refers to the Gemara. it always refers to the it often refers to the Chumash as uh Omar, the merciful one says. I, Hashem the merciful one says, but I actually it just slipped my mind. what um David um, Um, yeah. Um, Why is Yaakov Rachmanim? Okay, I have to think about it. I forgot. Um, then it says, so David said, anyone who has these pro- these um, character traits is worthy to attach himself to marry into Bnei Yisrael, but the Givoni we don't have these character traits. They like in in revenge for an event that happened. I'm trying to think I don't know how old David was when he became king, but this famine was much later on in his life. So at least ten, twenty odd years ago. When Shaul killed the Givodim, he wants to kill someone. Shaul's descendants are like no. That's not some. No, that's the people that are not appropriate to marry into the Jewish nation, and that's where he made the ban. But then it says. So then it just carries on with the story. he took the two sons of Ritzvah Basaya, the Shaul who were children of Shaul, Armoni and Mefiboyches, and the five sons. Of Michal Bas Shaul, Asher Yodah, LaAdriel ben Barizilaya Hamukhlasi, which he gave birth to, which he father, which uh, he gave birth to for Adriel ben Barizilai Hamukhlasi. So what? Um, so so those are the seven people. He says, Maishahani, why of all of Shaul's descendants was it these seven? So Amravuna Hevirum lifnei. Aaron, Aaron Kol Aaron Chaim. He passed them before the Aaron, and all that the Aaron cat caught; those were the ones that were put to, that were going to be put to death. And the ones, of the descendants of who the Aaron didn't catch; he didn't put to death. Moshi Rav Ketina, Barakatina challenged us. Rabchana says, by Mufi Ben It says he had mercy on Mufi Boishes, the son of Yonasan, the son of Sha'ul. We see David chose, he chose not to put Mufi Boishes, the son of Yonasan and the son of Sha'ul to death. So it wasn't up to the Aaron that David chose. He says, No, he didn't pass him before. Could he show favoritism to such a degree? I say, You know, all of the descendants of Shaul walk before the Aaron and we're going to see who it captures and those will be the ones who will be put to death. But you don't have to. He couldn't do such a thing. So, what must have happened is that he did pass him before and it captured him and David davened on his behalf and he was released. Again, Masu Still, how could he show such favour to them? Rather he davened that the Aaron should not catch him. Remember, David and Yonasan were very, very best friends, and he made a shwar with Yonasan that they would take care of each other's descendants. And he felt we see he did a lot for Muffy Boyches. This was actually this Mufi Boyshas. Um, and, and here also he davened that the Aaron should not capture him. For But why don't we say that a father should not die for um for a son or a son for a father? Ay, how could these seven descendants die for an Aveira their father did? It says omri Says rather uproot a letter from the Torah than have chilul shemaim in public. What's the Chil in public? Is that these Gevoinim, they were second-class citizens, they were relying on the Jews, and they had been massacred. Remember we viewed when David wiped out Nov, when Shaul wiped out Nov, it's as if he killed all the Gevoinim. And here they were suffering, waiting for revenge. So if everyone's going to know about that, and say that, well, uh, we're going to let it just pass, we're going to sweep it under the rug, you know, just... Many, many years ago, let's leave it, that will be a huge Phil Hashem. Says, no, we've got to take action to the degree that, even though, yes, there is a general principle that you can't punish a son for because of what his father did, in this case, rather than the Phil Hashem, they did do that. I mean, again, obviously, the, the Aaron captured these. The Arun, uh, so, so there was some aspect of, of all Sheol's descendants, these are the ones that the Aaron took. So there was obviously some aspect that they were deserving. But again, it's very, uh, not a very uh, Jewish thing to do for 20 years later to go and kill people because of something happened. But again, we see the Chil Hashem of these. We'll see more about it further down the page. But they were reliant on the Jewish people. So to let them be killed, let their Panos be cut off, reflects very, very badly on the Jews and Hashem. And therefore, it's worthwhile. Um, disregarding that uh, that concept of avos abanim and letting these seven die. Just interestingly, Toisus points out of the seven people we listed that were put to death, one of them was Mufi and then we just read it. now that Mufi the son of Yonasan, the son of Shaul, David, Davin, that he doesn't become captured. So Toisus at the top of the page says, for That Mufi was the son of Shaul. So Shaul had a son. Mufi and a grandson Shaul, but Amar Rabenu Tameh Rabenu Tam says further, to who ha'yah Rabbi Shaul David? That's David. That's the Rebbe of David. That's Mufi Boishes. The the Amma bePerikamah the she ha'yah ma'vayish Kenay David baHalacha? He embarrassed David in Halacha. Why did he have the name Mufi Because he was always Mufi, but He always embarrassed David. He always outsmarted David in Halacha. And his real name was Ish Ba'Shmo. Um, yeah, and then he just goes improving. it can't be Ish uh, et etc another similar person um, and he says we also can't say that the son of Yonah's who we also see in our Gemara is called Mephi was David Rebbe because he would have been uh Um so um, Yeah, oh, sorry, right at the end Tosos asked the interesting question. It says, Ah. Oh, so of remember we're going through the descendants and walking them past and there's one person we mentioned that David Davin for that shouldn't be captured by the Aaron. If he just the son of Jonasan he should have showed respect for his Rebbe and Daven for his Rebbe not to be captured by the Aaron. Wow, why didn't he Daven for his Rebbe? Mufi Boishas, who he has just brought from right at the beginning of uh, Shas is uh, his David's Rebbe. See, so the, he answers, I think it's an amazing thing. He says, Maybe he did Daven. David Davin. He says, I don't want uh, A, B, and C, Mufi Boishas, Ben Yonassan, and Mufi Boishas, my Rebbe, and maybe, maybe Daven for other people, to be captured by the Aaron. He davened and he wasn't answered bk ra december bk you uh, see dawn that if the boys shouldn't be captured by but then like, nee, 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 he wasn't answered okay but carry on back to the story then it says um watikhrits b uh, ayo ssa wa tatayu la alasur midkhlas sir ad nitakhma yamalayhim min ash-shumaym walay nos ta ayfa shumaym la nu akhalayhim yamam wa Ritzba went and spread a blanket and she lay down on it by the rock by where the, these, uh, these seven uh, descendants of Shaul were hung. Remember, that's what the Givonim took them and hung them. And she made sure that they were kept safe the whole time of the harvest. But doesn't the Pasuk say you're not allowed to hang a corpse up overnight? I. If you put someone to death, there are times when you still hang them up. We don't put people to death by hanging in Torah law, but tell you still hang them up. But you have to make sure to take them down before nightfall. Lot to limit, you don't to leave them up over now. So how come they were left for a few months? Um, she says, Rather uproot one letter from the Torah and sanctify Hashem's name in public. Because anyone passing Ma would say, What happened to these? Why are they hanging? Or who are they? So they're descendants of the king. Remember they're descendants of King Shaul. Oh they're descendants of the king. What did they do? they put out their hands against um Gairim a lowly Gairim, but unaccepted Gairim. The Givoinim weren't accepted as proper converts. So Amru Shirui led So wow, that's a special people. But if the if you have people who go against Gairim, Um, people who aren't proper propagating, they're lowly second class citizens and they get punished by hanging, wow, that's a special people. And then it takes it a step further, If that's how they treat the king, even the sons of kings can't get away with this behavior. Can you imagine a regular person who says, And if this is how they treat second class or not proper converts, Yisrael al Achatz kam b'kama. How wonderful! Can you imagine how they treat full full al Yisrael elef. And immediately, 150,000 people joined the Jewish people. We're going to the source there now, but I just think it's such a beautiful way of ex, of, ex, of expressing a taking accountability. Sometimes the great, we sometimes think you know the greatest kiddush Hashem or the easiest way out is to sweep it under the under the carpet, but sometimes the kiddush Hashem is. Actually, the opposite. So, showing how much you care about it. I again, this is not only again because what happened here? You had Shaul who killed Nov, who ruined the, um, the sustenance of these givonim, and it uh, um, and and because of it, some of them died. They struggled because Nov was where they got their sustenance from. Comes along many many years later. And 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 now it looks there's a little bit of a black mark combination on I guess that's why there were three years of severe famine, because they had let that injustice hang. Granted, it was done by Shaul the king, but they let that injustice hang. So now this was restoring the Kiddush Hashem. This was bringing back uh, um, sanctity. Uh, doing a Kiddush Hashem, uh, sanctifying Hashem's name, is that everyone would see, look. Even the most noble Jews are held accountable for their acts against the most lowly residents. And if that, wow, that that's a special thing that no one can get away with mistreating. No one can get away with mistreating or abusing other people. I think uh, so. So I, I just I'm just I bring it out because obviously you got it way after the exact scenario. But we see here the Kirush Hashem through actually taking a strong stance, publicizing it, and uh, showing how. Uh, Careful Jews look after people who need their help. Um, So now we just say we said one hundred fifty thousand gerim converted. Where do we see this? There Shlomo had seventy thousand transporters or porters, and and. and 80,000 i think stone or road hewers. But maybe those who worked for Shlomo were Jews. So except Shlomo Someone never gave any Jews slave work. Of the of maybe they were just hired workers, maybe they weren't slaves, they were paid to work. Elmehacham must be from the following passage. He says, "But you spare Shlomo and Shlomo counted who had converted? Rashi says, "All." he made seventy thousand of them porters. So we see there that there were these, and uh, this also has illusions because uh, Yehoshua made them um, water drawers and wood cutters, which is the same, very similar to Sevil and Chaytav. So that's an allusion to these. I think it's an allusion to the 150,000 people who converted because of what they saw happen with the water drawers and with the second-class citizens who the Jews stood up for and uh, made sure that they were kept safe. Okay, when the sinim, David goes what do you mean David was the one who banned the sinim? It was Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, From your woodcutters to your water drawers. Um, they listed, if you, I don't want to go back into the puzzle, but they listed as a separate category to Bnei Yisrael and to Gairim. Yeah, yeah Nitzavim right at the beginning of of him, the water draws, etc., are listed as a separate category to regular converts. So you see, David or Moshe already made them not regular converts. It says, no Moshe Gazer who dora, David Gazer who Kuli dora. No, Moshe made exile against them marrying into the Jewish people for that generation, but David came along and extended it forever. Avakati Yeshua Gazer alayhu, But wait, it wasn't. David it was Yehoshua, as it's written, of Yitaim Yeshua. But Yom Avur Chaytz Ve'Etim Ve'Shavimayim La'Eda UleMizbach Hashem. Yeshua made the nisnim. That's where we get Vagit name. He made the nis Nosan. He gave them, made them, into water drawers and wood choppers for the congregation, for the Mizpahat of Hashem. So is know Yeshua, God's of his mancha, Beis Hamidash Kayim, God's of his mancha, Beis Hamidash Kayim. Yeshua made his Gezerah, that they can't marry into the Jewish people, dependent on if there's a Beis whereas God made it as a blanket rule, regardless of whether there is a Beis Hamidash or not. In the times of Rebbe, they actually wanted to permit Messinium, I undo this Gizaira. So Omulahim rebi He says, okay, granted we can release our our rights we have over them as our water drawers and wood choppers. I this that we have a right to them as our slaves we can release. But this that to a degree they also bound to them is back, as Yehoshua in the Prosik said. That will be for us and for the to serve that we can't release really that. who said, in the name of The share that belongs to the community can never be um, waived. In the time when the beis hamigdash Stands, it's Osu. If the Besamidesh does not stand, when the Besamidesh does not stand, then they would be permitted. So, I mean, he actually argues, but either way, each version, they can't fully release it because it's not in their jurisdiction to release to unfree. So, just in short, the Nisinim, it's a discussion whether they were actual slaves, like Eved Kanani, but to a degree, they were at least almost actual slaves, they were second class citizens because of their behavior because of their character character traits David made an eternal ban that applied in all times against them marrying into the kahal again remember other if if you say they're not slaves well then they can marry other people who do not fall into the kahal so a daka etc but if they are um, if they are slaves then you have to look into when they freed, what's their status? A freed slave, could they marry into Ben role? Okay, let's go on to the next Mishnah. Uh, back to Yibamus. I don't know if you even remember what Yibum is. Um, I, I surely was surprised. Omar um, Rebbe Yeshua said, I heard that a Soris, remember that's a castrated person. We're going to discuss two types of Soris, a Soris Chama and a Soris Odom. A little bit of a discussion, and in different contexts, it seems to allude to slightly different things. But I think for our mission, we will learn a khama is someone who's born that way. I, from the time he saw the light of day, he something was just wrong with his uh, reproductive organs, and he couldn't have children. Couldn't have children. and a Adam is someone who, through an injury later on in his life, became a soris. Uh, soris is a a uh, sterile person, a sterile man. Uh, so, so, uh, so, I heard that a soris does chalitza, and you'd also do chalitza on his wife. We'll come back to that point. But soris we in the But I also heard that regarding a soris, you don't do chalitza, he can't do chalitza, and you also wouldn't do chalitza to his wife. So I, and I don't, understand, don't know how to explain it. Why the one time it says a soris, you do chalitza, and the other one you don't. Again, remember there's two aspects of khalitza So what we're going to come along and say is there are certain people who, as we know, do not fall into the category of Yibum, because remember Yibum is La Hakim Shame to re-establish your brother's name, to have children with his with the Yavama. So the deceased brother's name gets re-established through the children that his brother and his wife, the Yavama, um, have. Now someone who can't have children, we'll go into more details now, but someone who can't have children can't fulfill the hakim shame. So if you have a woman married to a um if you if, if you have a woman married to a brother, and then that brother dies without children, and his surviving brother is a soris, can't have children, then you would think he does not do chale- His chalitha doesn't count because he could never do yibum because yibum is to rebuild his brother's name. And similarly, if this person who was sterile was married to a woman and she dies without, he dies without children, since he was a sorris, his wife does not fall in yibum. So it works both ways. Both the, the brother had to have been able to have children for his wife to fall in yibum when he dies. And also, one of the other brothers has to be able to have children; they can't be sterile to do chalitza ibum or chalitza to a woman. But again, Rabbi Yoshua says, "I've heard one case says you do chalitza; there is chalitza regarding a soris." And the other one says there isn't. So i Rabbi I'll explain it to you. Adam in If you have someone who's a sris adam, I later on in life he got injured and he became a soris. You can do chalitza. He can do chalitza if one of his brothers died without children, and. You can do chalitza on behalf... uh, If he dies, the soris, Sris Odom, dies without children, you can do chalitza to his wife. The reason is because there was a time when he was fit. There was a time when he could have children. It's only later on that he could. Then it says, However, someone who's born a soris, he cannot do chalitza, nor is chalitza done to his wife, because there is never a time he is... um, because he was never able to have children, yeah. So so another way of phrasing this is yibum does not apply by someone who could never have children. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says lo. No. Loki. refu you can do Chalitza to hear. He can do chalitza, and if he dies without children, they can do chalitza to his wife, because he could be cured. A sris ha'ma is basically, if you looked at him, I okay, guess so even if they did a medical exam, you'd basically see 100% fine. Just for some reason, he doesn't have children. He's he's uh, So he says, so, But a sris adam who has an injury, uh, one of his testicles got crushed, or something like that we saw a few days ago, he can't do chalitza, and if he dies without children, they wouldn't do chalitza to his wife because there's no cure. So again, so Rebelez's focus is on is what's the chance of him ever having children? With the Sris Adam it's very low, it's basically not. So he, he was the one who's excluded by Yebu and Chalitza. whereas according to Rebecca, no, you go after Did was there a time where he could have children? And a Sris Adam could have children, and that's why there would be chalitza by that, sorry, but not by a Sris Adam. By a shrus chama, hey Rabbi Yoshua ben Basiya al ben Megusa sheholy Bushlaim, sorry Odom, Adam. Yoshua ben Basiya testified regarding Ben Megusa, that's his name, who lived in Yerushalayim and he was a shrus Adam. hey divrei divrei Akiva and they did yibum to his wife. i.e., he died without children and his wife fell to yibum to fulfill the words of Rabbi Kiva. again. Remember, if there's no yibum, then for one of the brothers to do yibum would be a Isu Doraisa of Asha, your brother's wife. Remember, one of the Arayos, one of the forbidden nations, is your brother's wife, which falls away in the case of Yibum. But if he's a soris to, or the type of soris that you're not allowed to do, that that there is no Yibum, then the brothers would not be allowed to do Yibum. So, by the fact that they let the brother do Yibum to the wife of Ben Meguasas, because he was a soris Adam, we see that a lot is like Rabbi Akiva. Then we go hasoris Now, again, this is this is leaving it a generic because you'd have to fit it in with Rabbi Eliezer or Rabbi Akiva. So, according to Rabbi Akiva, obviously a Shrius Chamen. According to Rabbi Eliezer, a Adam. Again, the one that is um, possible says Loi Cholitz, but Loi Does not do Chalitza, nor do you do Yibum. But Chayn Ayoliness Loi Cholitzes, but And so, to an Ayoliness, that's a woman who could who Never develops signs of maturity, so she could never ever have. She never, she never de- de- goes through puberty. She remains like a little girl. Um, in some aspects, it might even seem she might develop slightly more masculine features, but either way, she never develops. Um, so she could never have children. So again, lo- uh, there would be no chalitzo yibum. Hasoris shecholat Lo. If the soris does chalitza to his yivamo, he does not invalidate her. Remember, if you do chalitza to a woman, she becomes possible to kohanim as if she was divorced. So again, a woman dies with uh, her husband dies without children. His wife falls to yibum, and then one of the brothers do chalitza to her, even though she was a widow and now she had chalitza done to her. She can't marry kohen. But in this case, if the soris does chalitza, she doesn't become possible because it's nothing. Again, a soris doesn't do chalitza. It's like a random person walking up to another woman in the street and doing chalitza. You don't make her forbidden to koharim. You only make a woman that you're supposed to do chalitza to, forbidden to koharim through chalitza. It says, however, baal However, if he has relations with her, then she does become apostle because, um, because that's a, a forbidden, one of the forbidden relations. It's her brother's wife who fell. It's her brother's wife, Remember, the only time one's allowed to have relations with their wife, brother's wife, is for yibum. Here yeah, there's no yibum because she's an islandist or he's a soris. And therefore God. Yeah, sorry, because he's a soris. So it says If one of the brothers do Chalitza to an islandist it doesn't invalidate her to Kuhuna Again, because they they you don't there isn't she's free without Chalitza. And balah. However, if one of them have relations with her, she becomes snus Because it's a forbidden, um, a forbidden beer. Why? Because again, she's uh, your brother's wife. Well, there's no mitzvah because there is no yibum. Okay, so just again, the key point of the mishnah again, a soris, at least according to the definition of the soris, that is, does not fall into the category of yibum. The reason seems to be because it's shalola hakim shayim. He can't set up in he can't set up his brother's name, or he had never had a name that would be set up if he himself is the thesaurus, so therefore there's no Yibu al with his wife. And that means the woman goes free without, uh, without Yibam al-Khalitsa. Okay. now the Gemara is going to ask a question. Since we know that Rabbi Kiva holds, and Chavez Chrisus, there's no such thing as Khalitza vibum nirv. Now it leaves the question there, but I'll fill it in. But let's just go back a few steps. Remember we learned right at the beginning of the Masehta that if there's an issue kharis, there's no yibum. So for example, if a brother married his niece and then he died without children, so she falls to her father. Remember the, the first, the 15 arrives, the first Mishnah. There's no Yibum. She goes free without Yibum. According to Rabbi Akiva, remember he said a negative commandment and is the same as Chores. It does not. It, it produces a Mamzer and it's forbidden and kidushin doesn't take effect. So according to Rabbi Akiva, if there's a negative commandment for a woman to marry the man, she's falling to in Yibum, just as if there was B Isu Isu would be no such thing as Yubom and she would go free, so to buy a negative commandment she should go free automatically. Now what's the difficulty with saying that? He's a Sris Odom, a person who um, according to Rebbe we said what's a, a Sris Adam is a, a woman does fall in Yubom to a Sris Adam, or the wife of a Sris Adam does fall in Yibum. However he's a Pseudaka. Sris Adam is someone who has some injury that made him infertile. That's Absuadaka. And remember, there's a negative commandment to marry Absuadaka. So, this woman whose husband died without children, and now theoretically she's, it's a negative commandment for her to be with the Yavama, so according to Rabbi Akiva, she should go free automatically. Just to contrast it, according to the Ramban, that a negative, remember a negative commandment, the wedding does take, the marriage does take effect. So you would say that the Yibum would override the Isur. We still don't allow them to get married because that would only be for the mitzvah. But once they married and done Yibum and there's no further mitzvah to do Yibum, then he would not be allowed to be with her, but the, but she would fall in Yibum. But again, specifically according to Rabbi Akiva, that she's like an Issukares, that's the same as his daughter, his mother-in-law, anyone else like that, falling to him in Yibum. This him being a Shris Adam, makes this woman a negative commandment to him. So... She should not fall. To, she should not even fall to him in Yibum. She should go free automatically. So Amr ibn says, nah, ha, ha, bama, es, hinun, kugon, shenosa, achif, "No, the case is where his brother married a convert. How does that help? A convert is not. Yeah, we'll, we'll explain now. And Rabbi Akiva holds like." Uh, Rabbi Yoisei, that kahal gayrim, is not considered a kahal. I, a convert is not part of kahal, and therefore she can marry a daka. So this convert who married the brother, and then the brother died without children, she falls, again, she's a giyoress, who falls to her brother in law, but he's a stris auto. He's a psodaka. I have nothing wrong with that. Why not wrong with that? Because she's a, con- a convert, is not part of kahal, according to Rabbi Akiva and Ose, and is allowed to be with him. He says, oh, well then, why does Rabbi Akiva say him? she must do chalitza? she should even be able to do Yibum, okay, why, why not? What? issue is there for this man, this Petsua Dakel, this Shri S'odom, to do Yibum to this Giyo, yes? So when he says, yeah, he could do Yibum, but, I did. but since Rabbi is started of the Mishnah discussing Chalitza, Rabbi Yisrael also says, no, he can do Chalitza, or no, he must do Chalitza, but he could actually do Yibum. And day Kanami, yeah, we can actually deduce that Rabbi Akiva allows the Shris to do Yibum, the Sarish to do Yibum, the Ktani as we learnt in the Mishnah. Hey, Rabbi Shobe Maseira Al Ben Megusa Shris Came this last clause from the Mishnah, this, not the last, this latter clause from the Mishnah, of Ben Megusa, who was a Shris and they allowed him, Me is Ishmo, Ishto. And they allowed uh, Yibum to his wife, says they allowed Yibum to his wife, and so they did Chalitza to Yibum, so that is a very good deal in understanding Rebbe Akiva. So, where are we holding at the moment? When Rebbe Akiva says that a Swiss Autumn can do Yibum, it's actually a very, very limited case, specifically yeah. with a Gioris, a female convert, again, because as a Sris Aram, there's a negative commandment for him to marry a regular person, which a to Rabbi Akiva is basically saying the same as the Isu Kare's. So if a woman's husband dies and she's falling to a Psu Adaka, to Rabbi Akiva, there's an Isu there that the Yibum doesn't take effect and she'll go free. So when did Rabbi Akiva say... No, there is Yibum, or there's Chalitza, and we're extending that, oh, then, therefore there's also Yibum. That is where she's a convert who could marry the Psudaka. Masif Rabba, Rabba challenged this. He a... said, Psudaka of a Khrushchevcha, Shris Adam. Mishnah lists, if you have a Psudaka or a Khrushchev, who are, they are Shris Adam. has Zakain, and an elderly man who can have children, Oicholz and Omeyamin can do Chalitza or Yibum. Now, Katesad, how is this? So, if one of the above, Mesu, if one of the above die so there's Psuadaka, Khrushivkar, an elderly man die, Volohem Noshim, and they have wives, Volohem Achim, and they have wives and brothers, Vom to Achim, Vosu Mamma, Benosem, Venoskeget, Oisha Chotzu, and then one of the brothers come and do Mamar, or give a get, or Chalitza, Masha Osu Osu, what's done is done. The Impalu, and if they have bia Konu. It's an effective Yibum. Mesu, if. One of the brothers die. Meiso achin if one of the brothers dies. Hain and and they get up and, and one of them get up. Veasu mamar benos shosev venosnu get oichol tu mashia also also. If the yeah you know, the plodak etc. Do uh, give a get or do mamar or chalitza. What's done is done. We if they do. Be'er they acquire it? For also, however, they're not allowed to remain married. Lo yavob suedako krusivcha bekalashem. Suedako cannot marry into the congregation of Hashem. Um, so, 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 yeah. Just before we go uh, on to bringing out this kasha here, so this man died, and his wife falls to his brother, who's a suedako krusivcha. It says, um, and again it emphasizes sris adam, which only according to Rabbi Akiva does a sris adam do yubo or so it must be Rabbi Akiva. And um, it says if he does beer it takes effect, and what's the reason? Oh, but they mustn't remain married. Again, okay, that's as I explained before, the yibum you can by yibum you can say and push aside. Um, but that's only for the actual act. All subsequent acts would transgress a negative commandment. So they would have to get divorced. Then what possible does the braiser bring to prove this? You see, we're not discussing a convert whose law ikri kahal, You see clearly we're discussing Someone who is part of the kahal. Again, so that when Rabbi Akiva well when we explained Rabbi Akiva that a Shris Odom must do Khalitza and he could even do Yibum, it's only if she's a Gyoras that doesn't fit with this price So we're clearly we're discussing, even where it's a kahal. So El gon Um shenoflo La Ula The case here you know what, actually, let's leave it here. We're going to give another two or so answers, so we'll leave it. We've done one answer, and we've challenged us. I'll quickly, tomorrow I'll, we'll go on to the new answer in Explainer and be a key, and I'll catch us up with the missing information. Yeah. Have a very good day.